trust you for grace tonight. We thank you for your grace that enables us <clears throat> to trust you more and more. Because we recognize that it is in trusting you that we can enter into the glorious truths and realities yes, yes. for which you obtained for us. And so Father God, we thank you tonight. We receive your grace. We thank you so much. And we bless your name that indeed you are the door to eternal life. And we walk through that door by the power of your spirit enabling us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Don't, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. I'm just going to drop a word or two and I just want us to marinate in the presence of God for a minute. Amen. Uh, and so in Mark chapter 4, uh, Jesus spoke about four kinds of uh, soils in which the word was sown. In Mark chapter 4, in verse 4, it says, The sower sows the seed. That seed there referring to the seed of God's word. Everything that happens in our world happens as a result of a seed. Us and everything else. Every creation you see, any creative idea you see, began as a seed thought or a seed word, as a seed. Everything as a result of a seed. So now it begins to tell a parable in that Mark chapter 4. And it gives us four kinds of grounds. And I want to just focus on one tonight as, we, as I give you one word. There's a word that God gave my heart for everyone that's here tonight. Mark 4, 16. He said, This lies likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Jesus here is speaking about four kinds of ground in which you can sow the seed. And in this verse 16, he focuses on the stony ground. And that's just what I want to just leave us with here tonight. And if you notice what he says about the stony ground, it's not that they don't receive the word. They do receive the word. But the word that they receive does, does not... It does not, it does not, it's not grounded, it's not rooted. That word that's received is received on the surface level, if you will. And so when tribulations about the word comes, Jesus said they stumble. And so I want to just admonish us tonight. How do we go from being a surface level receiver to the deep rooted one? That is very key. Because we're hearing all this stuff. Jesus is the bread of life, He's the light of the world. Is the resurrection. Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus is our door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. All those things are true. We, there's nothing we do or do not that will ever change any of those realities. Those things are truth. But how do we make that truth to become real in our lives? To where we're going to see manifestation on a day-to-day -day basis? It's very simple. Those things do manifest to the degree that you and I allow the word of God to be rooted. It has to be rooted. What, what, what does, what's the difference between a word that is rooted and a word that is not rooted? Just as any plant, when you plant it, when you, when you, when you sow a seed and you, have it, you see a plant coming up, the degree of the rootedness of the plant 
determines how far or how fast or how steadfast rather that plant can withstand whatever comes against it. The winds that blow, the floods that do come. Floods come, winds blow. But that plant will only be able to stand to the degree that it is rooted. Are you following what I'm saying? The deeper the root system of the plant goes into the ground, the firmer the plant can be above the surface. So for many of us, we are like surface believers without any deep-rooted uh, groundedness. And so the way we transfer what we hear to being rooted is by constantly meditating in the Word. And you know you can do it. I know we can do it because for many of us, like, take for instance the people on the platform, all the songs they minister to us week after week after week. Are you reading the songs? Are you reading the songs? No. Are you reading the songs? No. It's in you. Yes. You notice that? Week after week after week after week, song after song after song, they call it out and they start singing it. Why? Because it's in them. Those songs have found root in their hearts. So therefore, when they call a song, they're able to recall it. Why? Because it's rooted in them. That's the same way the word of God should be in us. To the degree that the word of God finds its root system in your heart. So that when tribulations come, you're a human being, yes. But because the word is rooted in you, you can easily recall what's in there. If it's not there, you can't recall it. You can't recall it. So, 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 so I'm confident that every one of us have the capacity to be rooted. It just depends on our passion. It depends on what we want to see happen. Most of our young people, they know all the rap songs. Of every, every lyric of every rap song, they know them by heart. The song starts singing, bam, bam, they sing along with it. Why? It's rooted in them. Unfortunately, when tribulations come, only what's in you can come out. Yeah, that's it. God did not design rap song to take care of you. Now, I'm not against rap or any other song for that matter. I'm just saying you can only thrive to the degree of what you have inside of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we have to take the conscious effort to begin to regularly meditate on the word of God. I remember this guy, um, oh, this, what's this guy's name? He used to be a member of the church here. Uh, short guy, Jeff's friend. He sells cars now. Todd, 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 Todd. A while back I was talking to him. He was telling me about this car and just kept on trying to sell me on the car. And then he finally said to me, I said, Pastor, I'm going I'm to bring the car to you and let you just spend some time with it. I will never forget that, that phrase, that phraseology, spend some time with your car. <laughs> he said, I'll, I'll, I'll bring the car for you. You can keep it over the weekend and let you spend some time with it. Now, this is about four or five years ago. It stuck with me. It wants me to spend time with the car. Why do you think it wants me to do that? He wants me to get familiar with it. He wants me to look around the car. He said, because it's, it's convinced that you can spend time with the car, I'll be convinced that I want the car. So what I'm saying to us is God wants you and I to spend time in his word. We have to spend time in his word. We have to give that time to his word and meditate on it and mutter and just think, ponder, just 
wonder about the word of God. So when you hear that Jesus is the door of life, you need to be able to close your eyes and say door and just see a picture of a door and see Jesus as the door and begin to wonder and ponder about everything he says about himself regarding the door. And you do that over and over and over. Not just with the door, but with everything else he has said about himself to us. That's where the word becomes rooted. And I'm telling you, when a word becomes rooted in you, whatever the enemy brings at you, it is what is rooted in you that will meet that challenge. Amen? And so let me just go to the word that I have tonight. I had to say that to prepare you for that one simple word. In Revelation chapter 3. Revelation, and, and then you guys just get ready to do some kind of medley, and then we're out of here. I'm hoping that the, that the worship has pregnated us enough to receive the insemination of the word of God so that you can bring something for us in this to come. Revelation chapter 3 in verse 7. This is the only church in the book of Revelation that Jesus did not chastise. And to the angel of the church of in Philadelphia write, this thing says he who is the holy, rather who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David. That's, that's what I want you to see tonight. He has the key of David. What is significant about the key of David? He who opens and no one shuts. And shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you and what? Open door. And no one can shut it. That's the word God has for you tonight. He's placing a key in your hand tonight. It's called the key of David. The uniqueness about this key is it opens doors nobody can shut. Doors are being opened for you tonight that no one, no enemy, no nothing can shut in the name of Jesus. And for some of us, it shuts some doors. Doors of failure. Doors of past experiences. Doors of tragedies. Doors of, of pain. Doors of disappointment. Doors of all kinds of things that we don't ever want to. He shuts that door and no one else can open it. Because he is the door. And he's giving the keys to you tonight. So it's up to you and I to receive that key. And begin to understand that the key is in your hand. That you open doors that no one can open. And you shut doors behind you that no one can. In the name of Jesus. And so Father God, we lift our hands to we receive the keys of life. You are the door and you've placed in our hands the key of David. We receive the key right now. The key to open doors that no man can shut. The key to shut the doors that no man can ever open. In the name of Jesus, you've delegated your authority into our hands. We receive that authority. We accept that mandate and we are thanking you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, we are opening doors tonight. Doors of opportunity. Doors of promotion. Doors of prosperity. Doors of blessing. Doors of abundance. Doors of peace. Doors of joy. Doors, my Lord and my God, to promote your name, to promote your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we open those doors and we are thankful tonight that no one will ever be able to shut them. In the name of Jesus. And at the same time, Lord God, tonight, we are shutting behind us the doors of misery, the doors of poverty, the doors of bad luck, the doors of tragedy, the doors of pain, the doors of disappointment. 
We shut them tonight. That doors of sickness, that doors of disease, we shut them tonight in the name of Jesus. And we are thanking you that because we have the doors of David, we are shutting doors that no man will ever be able to open in the name of Jesus. We shut them and they are shut permanently in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. More than conquerors through you that loved us. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. We are making progress and not going backwards. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Lord and my God. Oh, my Lord God, we bless you tonight. We praise you tonight. We magnify you tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the door of our life. We receive your key tonight. We thank you for the privilege and the honor of having your keys in our hand. We receive it, Father God. We meditate on this, Lord Jesus. We allow your word to be rooted and grounded in us, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father God. And so we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. To the great world and it's to come oh we lift our hands to the great I am who can compare with you who can compare with you oh we lift our hands we lift our hands to the great I am who was and who is and is to come. We lift our hands to the great I am. Who can compare with you? Who can compare? Jesus, 
our Father and our God.